Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned into His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, assemble. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening if you're on that part of the world. God bless all of you. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They are the host with the most. They're in the captain's chair. Therefore, they're behind the wheel, and they are steering this ship that... We, you know, steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome and good morning. Glad to have you all here. It is Friday, April 21st, 2023, and it just dawned on me. I forgot to do this, you know, say the date on the last show, but that's okay. I'm sure you guys all have a calendar. You all have, you know, cell phones that have a calendar on it. So you should be able to tell exactly what day it is, unless you have a jacked up work schedule like myself, or sometimes it could be a Saturday and you think it's a Wednesday and you're like, wait, whoa, 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 what day is it today? Uh, but anyways, it is Friday, April 21st, 2023. So welcome to His Heart Lion, episode 519. And this show is called All Power is in the People. Now, before we get into the show, um, real quick here, I do have to do my daily disclaimers, as we all know. Um, let me pull this. Let me pull something up here real quick. Um, da, 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 da. Where is it? There it is. So remember, as I always state on the po- podcast periodically, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. Don't intend to. I'm not a financial advisor. Don't take your advice from me. You'll go broke. I'm also not a pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar or a bar lawyer. I don't practice legal 
Uh, I'm not a le- I'm in I'm not in the legal profession, so don't take your legal advice from me. I'm also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. Now, just for the record, the national assembly, just so you know, is not the national assembly is more or less a school, not so much an entity. Just FYI, um, the true assemblies are in the state and county. But remember, additionally, I do not advocate for violence and I am my own man and the opinions, thoughts and statements are of my own unless I reference other material, which we are going to be referencing some material here um, as we go further along. Some of the materials I'm going to be referencing from is uh, the Corpus Juris Secundum um, book. Um, I'm going to be referencing a little bit of uh, the Law of Nations from Vittel and uh, and then some other you know areas here. So but anyway. <clears throat> Before we get into this, before we get into the show, um, there's a song, okay, that I've been wanting to play on here. And I think it's fitting for an episode like this because today's episode, again, is called All Power is in the People. Okay, All Power in the People. Now, there's a song by a band called Good Charlotte. And like you all know, I've been kind of getting in my punk rock mood here lately. We're going to play that. But before I play the song, I want to read off the lyrics. Okay, I want to read off the lyrics. And it's called The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Now, the lyrics read as such. This is what it reads. Always see it on TV or read in the magazine. Celebrities, they want sympathy. All they do is piss and moan inside the Rolling Stones talking about how hard life can be. I'd like them to see that I'd like to see them spend a week living life out on the street. I don't think they would survive, but they could spend a day or two walking in someone else's shoes. I think they'd stumble and I think they'd fall. They would fall, fall. And of course, the chorus is, as you all know, lifestyles of the rich and famous. They're always complaining, always complaining. If money is such a problem, well, they got mansions. Think we should rob them. And the next part says, well, did you know when you were famous, you could kill your wife and there's no such thing as 25 to life. That's very important to hear. And that's me speaking. That line right there is very important to hear, which is why I say all power in the people as we get into the conversation of grand juries. I'm going to read that line again because he's not wrong. He says, when, well, did you know that when you were famous, you could kill your wife and there's no such thing as 25 to life? That's right, because there's different rules for them, rules for thee and not for me, because they, they operate on a different hierarchy and a different structure of law, apparently, right? A favored type of law. Continuing with the reading of the lyrics, it says, as long as you, you've got the, the cash to pay for Cochran, that famous attorney, and did you know that if you were caught and you were smoking crack, McDonald's wouldn't even want to take you back. You could always just run for mayor of D.C. I love that. You could always run for mayor of D.C. And, of course, it goes into the, you know, the... Um, it goes into the chorus again, you know, I'd like to see them spend a week living on, you know, life on the streets. And, and so that's kind of how it goes. So let's give this song a listen to, because it is very interesting. It is very, very interesting. So we're going to give the song a play, but again, it's by Good Charlotte, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, because it's very fitting with the topic that we're going to get into. Because, you know, when we, the people, 
in assembly and panel our grand juries. It's people like the ones good Charlotte's talking about here that are the rich and famous, the elite, the bankers, the bar lawyers, the movie stars and Holly weird and all the rest of the pedophiles of the world. These people are going to be, well, they're going to be meeting their fate soon enough when, when all this shakes out, but let's give this a listen to lifestyles of the rich and famous. Maybe hold on a second. I got to, Hold on a second. See, I always got to remember to do something on Cloud Hub before I do this so they can hear the audio as well. Chadwick Merriweather Hardy, the third. Can I get back to you with that? Look at the way they dress. They have a horrible fashion sense. Isn't it true that the accused treated you like a dog? Mr. Foreman, has the jury reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. We find the defendants.
Yes. I tell you, that's a good way to start the morning right there. That's a good way to start the morning. I love jamming out to that song. But I'm serious. That's a very good, you know, that's a line that people need to recognize right here. Again, where it says, well, did you know that when you were famous, you could kill your wife and there's no such thing as 25 to life as long as you've got the cash to pay for Cochran? And did you know that if you were caught and you were smoking crack, McDonald's wouldn't even want to take you back. You could always just run for mayor of D.C. <laughs> Mario Bowser. <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys. Uh, look, uh, there's. I think there's a reason why punk rock doesn't exist anymore. They told the truth of what goes on with these people in Hollyweird. See, meanwhile, while the people in the punk rock communities demonize as being a bunch of punks and people don't know anything and they're wearing black eyeshadow makeup, right, because they're goths, right? No, they were telling the truth of these people. And that was Good Charlotte, by the way, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And, and, and as you could hear, there was a setting in there of, of court, which, again, kind of gets me into the conversation now. All power in the people. Okay, because this is what they don't want us learning in public school. This is what they don't want us learning in civics class, if there even is any civics class left out there anymore. I want to read something to you real quick. So, again, I'm referencing a lot of different materials. In fact, what we're going to start off with is Vitell's Law of Nations. I believe this is, yeah, this is book one. I got this from... Um, I'm reading this from Kirk'sLawCorner.com because he has a little library over there. So this is where I'm reading it from, Law of Nations. Now, the section that I'm reading, it's page 67 in the Law of Nations. It's called the Idea and General Principles of the Law of Nations. Now, it states right here that nations or states are bodies politic, societies of men united together for the purpose of promoting their mutual safety and advantage by the joint efforts of their combined strength. Key word there, their combined strength, like the combined strength of a grand jury or an assembly. Now, such a society has her affairs and her interests. She deliberates and takes resolutions in common, kind of like common law, right? Thus becoming a moral person who possesses an understanding and a will peculiar to herself and is susceptible to obligations and rights. And so to establish on a solid foundation, the obligations and rights of nations is the design of this work. And so the law of nations is the science which teaches the rights subsisting between nations or states and the obligations correspondent to those rights. Now in this treaty, in, in this treatise, it will appear in, or treatise, treaties? I'm going to say it's treaties because it's spelled T-R-E-A-T-I-S-E. It will appear in what manner states as such ought to regulate all their action. Now, we should examine the obligations of a people as well towards themselves as towards other nations. And by that means, we shall discover the rights which result from these obligations. For the right being, and I'm not going to read a whole lot here because it's a big book. I mean, it's over like 900 plus pages in the Law of Nations. But for the right being, 
nothing more than the power of doing what is morally possible. That is to say that what is proper and consistent with duty, it is evident the right is derived from duty, a passive obligation, and the obligation we lie under to act in such or such manner. It is therefore necessary that a nation should acquire a knowledge of the obligations incumbent on her in order that she may not only avoid all violation of her duty, but also be able to distinctly ascertain her rights or what she may lawfully require from other nations. Nations being composed of men naturally free, again, key word there, folks, naturally free, because we are naturally free from God's, you know, from God, we, we, and that's God's law, natural law. And we are independent. And who, before the establishment of civil societies, live together in the state of nature. Nature, nations or sovereign states are to be considered as so many free persons living together in a state of nature. Okay. As men are subject to the laws of nature and as their union is civil society, it cannot have exempted them from the obligations to observe those laws. Now, since by that union, they do not cease to be men, the entire nation whose common will is but the result of the united wills of the citizens, okay, hence the United States of America. It remains subject to the laws of nature and is bound. Remember, it remains subject to the laws of nature. That's God's law. And is bound to respect them in all her proceedings. And since right arises from obligation, as we have just observed, the nation possesses all the same rights which nature has conferred upon men in order to enable them to perform their duties. I'm going to pause there for a minute. People need to remember who we are and where we come from. Who are we? We're God's people. Where did we come from? God. Who are we? We're God's people. Where did we come from? God. Jason, why are you saying this? Because we are the creation of God. God created man. I believe you would probably all agree that man did not, you know, man did not create itself. Yeah, but Jason, what about the Big Bang? Shut up with that. No. Okay. No. Let's not even go there. I'm not going to have that conversation with, with, with a Big Bang theorist. theorist. Like my wife was saying right here in the, in the, in the chat here, because she's correct. The same power that was in Jesus Christ is also inherent in us. But see, they don't want us knowing that, which is why they try to eliminate God out of the equation. They don't want us living according to natural law. They want us living according to Roman law, Roman civil law, with statutes and codes, as Kirk would say, codes. They want to basically place tyranny over us and enslave us with their BS and get rid of God's natural law. 
This is why common law is so important. I want people to realize the power that you have. So remember, did you know that a power, the, 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 a grand jury of 12 people has more power. And I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, has more power. Okay. When it comes into uh, being in a jury, there's more power than the president, the military and Congress all put together. Why is that? Because like God created man, man created government. Okay. God created man and man created the lower branches of government, which we know it as the judicial, executive, and legislative branches. That same government that they created was supposed to be small and limited. Now, those are the lower branches of government. Well, what are you talking about lower branches of government? What's the upper branch of government then, Jason? If those three are the lower branches, I thought there was only three branches of government. Au contraire, mon frere. We, the people, are the upper branch of government because we, the people in assembly, create the government. That's why we, the people, created back then in those days the Constitution, which are enumerated powers and emoluments, right? These are powers that were enumerated and restricted the lower branches of government on what they can and can't do. Again, we the people have all the power because we the people created the Constitution, which basically bounds, you know, it, it, it bounds the lower branches of government into what they can and can't do. Again, they're subject to us. They are our employees. They are citizens, meaning they are public servants of us. I want to read something here regarding the grand jury. So people don't realize is that the late Justice Antonin Scalia back in 1992 in a court case of the uh, United States of V. Williams, he said that the grand jury belongs to the people. He even wrote in writing, he said the majority, he, he was writing for the majority and he confirmed that the American grand jury is neither part of the judicial, executive, or legislative branches of government, but instead belongs to the people. That's right. Well, what is the grand jury? A grand jury is a body of men selected. Now, this is, again, I'm, I'm referencing corpus juris secundum now. So, yes, you won't hear women in this. But, again, it, it's, in, you know, obviously nowadays women are on a grand jury. Men come from women. So, you know, again, it, it includes everyone. But it says right here, a grand jury is a body of men selected and summoned according to law to serve before a competent court. And by such court impaneled, sworn, and charged to inquire with regard to crimes committed within its jurisdiction and to present all offenders against the law in the mode and manner defined by it. It is sometimes called a grand inquest which is a term denoting a body with powers of investigation and inquisition in the grand jury holds a high place as an instrument of justice. That's right. 
And as a matter of fact, I wish I had this pulled up. I wasn't prepared enough. Excuse me while I look into this real quick. Hold on a second here. Um, I believe it is this. Hold on one second. I just got to look up something real quick. Bear with me. Should have had this already up. Or is it here? I'm like looking, I'm bouncing back and forth between the Bill of Rights right now and the Declaration of Independence. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry about that. I should have had this up. Oh, let's see here. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for people to dissolve the political bands. Da, 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 let's see here. Let's see here. And to assume among the powers of the earth to separate an equal situation to which the laws of nature and the and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them in the separation. Now, we hold these truths to be self-evident that, evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Or some people call it unalienable. I don't know. I'm still kind of mm, on that. But unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Among these, remember, among these, that means there's a lot more rights. And so that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Did you hear that? That to secure these rights, like the Bill of Rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experiences hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer. Now, listen to this, guys. Mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Meaning, people are just, will, are just more willing to just lay down and get steamrolled and suffer the evils of the world than to right themselves of the evil that they've been accustomed to. I want you to pay attention to that for a second because you need to let that marinate in your mind for a minute. Mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves. In other words, than to assemble, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. By when a long, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under a absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government, again, the government that we the people created, and to provide new guards for their future security such has been the patient 
sufferance of these colonies and such is now necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations. Again, repeated injuries and usurpations. I believe we're still seeing the same repeated injuries and usurpations here in modern day, not under a king, but under multiple miniature kings in the law, you know, in the bar, you know, association, the British Accreditation Registry, through lawyers and attorneys that are bar card holding attorneys working for the crown. All having, and this is continuing on, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. Hmm. To a candid world. What is a candid world? A candid world would be a truthful and straightforward, straightforward world, a frank world. But it seems like we don't really have a whole lot of truth in this world, which is why they're trying so hard to create misinformation out there. They try to put so much misinformation out there to create confusion. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of scanning down a little bit here. Trying to find what I was trying to find. I can't remember if it was in the Constitution or let me see here. Let me just do another quick search, guys. Again, I wish I, again, I don't really put together show notes, guys. I kind of just go how God leads me. I, I have references that I kind of go and, and read, but I don't like have show notes because again, it, I want it to be more organic and not scripted. If that makes sense. Um, let's see here. We, the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice again, establish justice. We, the people of the United States in order, this is from the constitution. Okay. The preamble, right. Or the, to establish, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility and provide for common defense, promote general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, meaning our children do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. I'm trying to read here. I'm trying to find the part where it says all powers are inherent to the people. Where is that? If somebody happens to know that offhand, I am not too prideful or ego driven to not be shown where I can find that. So if you happen to find that, let me know where I can find it so I can go reference it real quick. But let me go back to the Declaration of Independence real quick. Um, I'm just reading here. Um, so I'm just kind of reading down right. Oh, right here. So here, here's, here's, uh, I'm going to read something here on the bottom part of the declaration of independence here. Um, now it's talking about letting us to prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. Now this is what the King has done back then. He said he deprived for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury trial by jury the king deprived them back in the day of the benefits of a trial 
by jury. All right. What else is in here? Um, it says right here, he has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. Well, who's the civil power, guys? That's us. We the people. Remember? You remember. Remember? We the people are the civil power. He has affected, the king has back then, when they wrote this Declaration of Independence, he has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. Because remember, the military is subordinate to us. What else do we have here? He has imposed taxes on us without our consent. That's right. Kind of like what they did now. What else is here? For suspending our own legislatures. This is what he did. For, he suspended our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. Huh. He abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. Gee, sounds like us. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high sea to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. It continues to say right here, in every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marketed by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Again, we're free people because we're free under God. Nor have we been wanting, continuing, nor have we been wanting in, in attentions to our British brethren. We have wanted them from time to time, or excuse me, we have warned them from time to time of the attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. And we have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We've appealed to their na native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondences. Correspondence. And they have they too have often been deaf to the voice of justice. Think about this now for a second. Listen to this line. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice. And the Consing, uh, boy, that's a big word. I don't know if I've ever pronounced this word properly. The consanguinity, consanguinity, ginuity. Oh, I can't even pronounce that. Holy crap. Let me, let me do something real quick. Hold on. Uh, search in Google real quick. I'm just curious if there's a way to pronounce this property properly. Consanguinity. There it is. Consanguinity, I think is how you pronounce that. All right. Very good, Google. Thank you for your help for once. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. My favorite paragraph, which is the last paragraph, we therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in General Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world, that would be God, 
for the rectitude of our intentions, that would be we the people, our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are of right, ought to be free and independent states. That's why Michigan is a free and independent equals nation state or free and independent nation equals state. That they are absolved from all allegiances to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states, they have the full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, we, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Okay, so what I was trying to find was not in there. I'm sure it'll come through it. You know what? I'm just going to do this real quick. Hold on. All powers are in Parent in the people. Yeah, there it is. All political power. There we go. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. This is. Hold on. Con. U.S. Constitution. All right. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I wish I could find it. Hmm. Well, anyway, I wish I had it right here, but somewhere in our founding documents, it does say that all powers, all political power, somewhere it says all political power is inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority for their equal protection and benefit. Again, all power in the people. I was wondering maybe if it was in... Hmm. So anyway, I'm just going to continue on here because otherwise I'm just going to waste a lot of airspace here and just trying to research and read. But again, you know, as far as the grand jury goes, now what people need to realize, now let me let me share something with you here. Now, again, powers are reserved to the people. And so the majority of the people have the right to alter or abolish the government. Again, like we read in the Declaration of Independence, the majority has the right to ignore the Constitution, believe it or not. And the amending process contained in Article 5. And so the amending process imprisoned the American people and forced us to be governed by a constitution to which the people then and now have never really consented. Now, the constitutional officials, okay, again, lower branches of government, they were granted limited powers, which were enumerated and defined. Now, all other powers, again, are retained by the people, meaning that the doctrine of implied powers is false because it is self-serving. And without constitutional restraint, except by that of a political court, a law enacted against the interest of the people. Now, listen to this. This is important, people. You got to probably, you should probably, again, bookmark this, this, uh, this podcast when it's done. 
a law enacted against the interest of the people can be rendered invalid by the people serving on grand juries who can consistently refuse to indict those who break it. Now, the people's trial jury is the second line of defense in which they can render the law invalid. So, in fact, under the Bill of Rights, which, again, the Bill of Rights, ladies and gentlemen, is the supreme law of the land, which I do intend on reading. It's not a very long uh, reading, but I do plan on reading it and just putting it as a separate audio. But the Bill of Rights, under the Bill of Rights, juries can render constitutional provisions invalid. Did you know that? A precedent was established in the late 1920s and the 1930s when juries refused to convict those who were engaged in the manufacture, sale, or the transportation of intoxicating liquors. Remember that? The prohibition? Remember that? That's defined in the 18th Amendment. And to prevent the people from realizing that they had this power, the Congress quickly proposed and passed the 21st Amendment to repeal the 18th Amendment, which was speedily ratified by the people on December 5th, 1935, just 11 months after it was submitted, might I add. And only the 12th Amendment was more, uh, hold on. was more speedily passed in 1804. Now, the purpose of informing the people of their great Bill of Rights powers is to make them aware that they always have direct checks against a constitutional abuse. Huh. Well, no kidding. Now, here's something else for you. So if the people protest the loss of of, of that right, uh, hold on a second. I want to make sure I'm, I'm reading something right here. Hold on. Let's see here. Let's see, none of the above can occur if the people, there it is. So if the people believe that the Bill of Rights was indeed intended to be a direct and independent check by the sovereign people against any constitutional usurpation or abuse by its offenders or officers, excuse me, officers as a direct and independent check by the people, the bill of rights must remain both separate and supreme over the constitution. That's right. Because the bill of rights are for we, the people, the constitutions for our public servants, our rights as a free people can best be protected if juries, both grand and trial juries, insist on functioning independently of all government officials. And this can best be accomplished if jurors remind each other to reject any oath the government has asked them to take and instead take the following oath to see that justice is done. I will faithfully execute the office of grant or trial juror and will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, honor, and defend the Bill of Rights as the supreme law of the land. 
That's right. See, the above oath must be taken before judges and U.S. attorneys and are under oath to support the Constitution, which is often in direct contradiction to the Bill of Rights. Now, the people on juries, listen to this now, the people on juries have the incontestable right to question and challenge the judge or U.S. attorney. Wait, what, what, what? Jason, repeat that. Say that again. Yes, the people on juries, again, this is the power of the people, especially this is why we're going back to common law. This is why we have to assemble, ladies and gentlemen, which, by the way, if you want to learn more about it, go to www.national-assembly.net. But the people on juries have an incontestable right to question and challenge the judge or U.S. attorney who would interfere with their goals to arrive at the truth and to see that justice is done. The people also have the indisputable right to expose the judge and the U.S. attorneys as members of the same profession and to show how they have usurped and corrupted the legislative, executive, and judicial departments of government by giving us bad laws, unlawful enforcement, and unauthorized corrupt judicial rulings. You, as jurors, cannot bring about any reform if you work within the system because the system is rigged. Did you hear that, folks? The system is rigged. And if you're in the system, you can't bring true reform. But yeah, everybody wants to write their Congress. Everybody wants to write their senators. Everybody wants to email the president. Everybody wants to do this. Everybody wants to do that. And they want to go out there with their picket signs and go storm the on the steps of, of, of the Supreme Court there in D.C. And, and yell at the Supreme Court justices from the steps of, you know, in D.C. You know, it, you're not. You're not going to get anywhere. They don't give a crap. You need to do it properly. Well, Jason, what's the proper way since you know it all? Well, no, I don't know it all. The proper way is assemble your state, guys. You need 30 people, minimum. We encourage 35 to have a few alternates for a grand jury in your state. You need 12 plus one in a county, one alternate for your trial juries, your petite juries. Okay, we need to do this in minimum 38 states. Well, Jason, where's 38 come from? Well, I've told you over and over and over and over again, if you've listened to this podcast now for quite some time, that's three quarters of the 50 states. Now, we will get all 50 states, make no mind. Wisconsin was the 17th as of late. And New Jersey and Minnesota are very close. We're getting there, folks. And the people that we know as the pedophiles and sick twisted freaks and the demons in Holly weird and, and in the music industry and that are in DC, these people are going to face our grand juries and trial juries, make no mistake. And so a lot of them have already, you know, faced a tribunal already. You don't have to take my word for it. Just go do your own research. A coworker of mine the other day, we were going, when we went down to Indianapolis to go pick up our trucks, our new two new trucks, we wrote, you know, we, we were in the car together and he was saying, he goes, you know, it's amazing. I have, I don't, where are these people at? Like, there's so many people from Hollywood and DC. Like, you don't really hear from them anymore. Like, where's Ilhan Omar? Rashida Tlaib? Where's Bernie Sanders? Where's Meryl Streep? 
I mean, you know, like, and he asked, he's like, where are these people? I said, well, I have my suspicions and theories and more than likely they have been apprehended or on the run. One of the two, I don't know. But the grand juries and trial juries of we, the people that belongs to us. Antonin and Antonin Scalia made it very clear that they, you know, that that the grand juries belong to us. Now, here's something that's worth noting. This is from the Corpus Juris Secundum. <laughs> Rietta says, not missing these people, actually. I'm not missing them either. But listen to this. This is... In, in, in Corpus Juris Secundum 38A, subsection 8, listen, there cannot be a grand jury de facto when there is a grand jury de jure. What? Yeah. There cannot be a grand jury de facto when there is a grand jury de jure. Well, what does de jure mean, Jason? Well, it's Latin, and it literally means of law, thus legitimate, lawful, by right, or of a or you know, by right of law, according to law. The word jur is ablative of eus, meaning law. De facto is Latin, and it literally means in fact. In reality, thus, it does exist, but not necessarily legally ordained or morally right. From facto, which is ablative of factum, which means deed or act. I hope that kind of makes sense. But again, there cannot be a grand jury de facto when there is a grand jury de jure, and that's what the Assembly of People is all about. Okay. That's why you sign a JCO, a Jural Covenant of Office. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> There's so many people out there that want to make the argument, you know, because, you know, and the reason I'm bringing this up, because David Strait's going to, you know, we have the privilege of having that scumbag in our county. Out of all 3,000 plus counties, David freaking Crooked Strait is going to be in Muskegon County. Yeehaw. For three days at the end of April to spread his BS nonsense. I should go find out where he's speaking and like try to, you know, give him some good tough questions on camera. Um, as he's walking to the venue, I just got to figure out where, where he's at and when that's going to be. And more than likely it's probably going to be, if he's here for three days, he's probably doing it probably during days that I'm working. So it's going to put me S O L, but you know, there's people that say, well, there's 10 million people out there that probably have the same mindset as us. They just want their freedom and they want, they want to be, you know, they're, they're patriots and, 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 you know, they just, they, they, they why are we going to be so, uh, um, why are we going to separate these people and tell them they cannot be included in the assembly? We should find a way to have these people who, who, who became state nationals and to have them become an assembly member. No, 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 
No. Stop it. Let me tell you something. We are not trying to be exclusive. We're not trying to be better than anybody else. It has nothing to do about being better than anyone else or being exclusive and and not creating unity. Trust me, we want unity. And like Destry said a while ago, when we do become the lawful governing body and the de facto is gone, we can address these 10 plus million people who have been led astray by David Crooked. But until then, we can't we can't touch them with a 10 foot pole. We have a we're still in the private. That's number one. But number two. Here's the point that I'll make. You with us being a jurist. In the assembly, because you you sign what's called a JCO, it's a jural covenant of office jural covenant of office when you when you sign that jco in the assembly not to be confused with anything with david crooked but when you sign your jco you're promising to be impartial unbiased neutral as a jurist when called upon jury duty on a grand jury or trial jury You're promising the people of America that you're going to be impartial. And again, that's in the Bible. You always need to be impartial. It talks about this in the book of Deuteronomy. And yes, it is an office. You technically are holding office as a jurist. You are at the ready, standing by, when your number gets picked, in a selection when grand juries are impaneled or tri- jury, trial juries are impaneled. And remember, a grand jury proceeding is a criminal proceeding. Even though it may result in a civil contempt citation, it has been said that grand juries are concerned with facts, not statutes. Again, which is why we're getting back to common law. But people, you know, we're supposed to, when you're a jurist, you, we are the watchers on the wall for God. People, uh, Nancy was asking, does that make us citizens? No, because we, first off, no, it doesn't. You actually have to, so, because anybody can become a jurist. Okay, that's not elected and that's not appointed. So, no, we're not citizens at that point. When you're elected or appointed, yeah, then you're a citizen. But when you're a jurist, you're not, because we're still the body politic of the people that elect the offices and appoint the appointments. Because I asked that same question myself. I'm like, wait a minute. If we're a jurist, does that make us assistant? No, it doesn't. We're not public servants. We're the the voice piece, the voice, uh, the mouthpiece for the people at large. Now, we are supposed to be the watchers on the wall. We are supposed to watch after the people. And, and hear what the people are, are, are saying in our local community. That's why the county is the largest and most powerful power that the people have. And then it filters down to the state and then filters down to the small but limited federal government. Because the people on the county level send representatives to the state level. And then there's certain people that 
go from the state level to the federal level. Again, it's a top-down hierarchy here. It goes God, the people, then the lower branches of government. But the grand jury serves as a referee, mind you, between, you know, to make sure that the we, we the people do not get usurped or have any tyranny and have boots on their necks by the lower branches of government, by them stepping out of their lane and usurping their power. We, the people, in grand juries are the referee. We are the ones that are the, we're the barrier, we're the protection barrier of we the people. We are the protection barrier against crimes in common law tried under a grand jury. Now, what are crimes under common law? I don't know, bodily harm, theft, fraud, murder, property destruction, abuse of power by elected and appointed officials. In effect, it is the first branch of government of the four branches of government. Because the people had to come first before the other branches of government had to come. So you have we the people and grand juries, and then your judicial, legislative, and executive branches. But this branch of government of the grand jury, it's governed and administered too directly by and on behalf of the American people, and its authority emanates from the Bill of Rights. Thus, citizens have the unbridled right to impanel their own grand juries, of course, and present true bills of indictment to a court as well, which is then required to commence a criminal proceeding. But see, our founding fathers presently thereby created a buffer. Okay. Our founding fathers presently created a buffer that the people may rely upon for justice upon public officials, including judges and criminal that criminally violate the law. So yes, citizens can impanel their grand juries too. But again, we the people, It, with our common with our common law grand jury, we are the barrier between a usurping legislative, executive, and judicial branch. Now, the late Justice Antonin Scalia also said, and I quote, the grand jury is mentioned in the Bill of Rights, but not in the body of the Constitution. It has not been textually assigned, therefore, to any of the branches described in, you know, the legislative, judicial, and executive branches in the three article, you know, in the first three articles. It is a constitutional fixture in its own right. In fact, the whole theory of its function is that it belongs to no branch of the institutional government, serving as kind of a buffer or referee between the government and the people. Justice Antonin Scalia, the late Antonin Scalia, also says the grand jury is an institution separate from the courts. What? Yeah, it's separate from the courts over whose functioning the courts do not preside. We think it's clear that as a general matter, at least, no such supervisory judicial authority exists. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. What else did Antonin Scalia say about grand juries? 
This is what he also said, and I quote, Although the grand jury normally operates, of course, in the courthouse and under judicial auspices, its institutional relationship with the judicial branch has traditionally been, so to speak, at arm's length. Judges' direct involvement in the functioning of the grand jury has generally been confined to the constitutive one of calling the grand jurors together and administering their oaths of office, but the grand jury's functional independence from the judicial branch is evident both in the scope of its power to investigate criminal wrongdoing and in the manner in which that power is exercised. Huh. Here's one last quote from Justice, the late Justice Antonin Scalia. Now, this is a good one, so pay attention. The grand jury can investigate merely on suspicion that the law is being violated. Did you hear that? The grand jury can investigate merely on suspicion that the law is being violated. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that I could be investigated if if somebody you know thinks I am being suspicious in my actions. If somebody is suspicious of me thinking that I might um, might be taking money from somebody in a, maybe a different state or a bribe, right? Like I can be investigated by the grand jury as an assembly member. Continuing with the quote. So the grand jury can investigate merely on suspicion that the law is being violated or even because it wants assurance that it's not. It need not identify the offender it suspects or even the precise nature of the offense it is investigating. The grand jury requires no authorization from its constituting constitution, constituting court to initiate an investigation, nor does the prosecutor require leave of court to seek a grand jury indictment and in its day-to-day functioning. The grand jury generally operates without the interference of a presiding judge. It swears in its own witness and deliberates in total secrecy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Again, we're supposed to be the watchers on the wall to make sure nobody is acting out of the scope or, 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 or leaving their lane, if you will. Like uh, Coastal Runner, my mom was saying right here in the chat, the Constitution was not written to keep you in line, we the people, right? It was created to keep them in line, but yet you get so many people out there when they try to challenge cops by provoking them to be pulled over and all this other stuff. You know, they, they want to give them a big hard time. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I cannot stand police, you know, the, 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 the abusive power by police or policy enforcers. But you get these ignorant dipsticks out here like, oh, I know my constitutional rights. You don't have constitutional rights. Are you a member of the legislative, judicial, or executive branch? Because if you're not, you don't really have constitutional rights there, buddy. That's why the Bill of Rights is the supreme law of the land. But yeah, people will be like, oh, I know my constitutional rights. No, you should know your Bill of Rights. That's what you should know. Oh, people, 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 people. It just cracks me up. But again, you know, we are the watchers on the wall. 
And I know we're getting over an hour. We're going to close this out here really shortly. But there's a lot of good information here. And people need to understand more about the power that they hold. Especially being an assembly and on a grand jury. Again, the grand jury, the, the a grand jury, again, the people on a grand jury hold more power than the president, the military, and the Congress collectively combined. More power in the grand jury. Because again, a grand jury can actually throw out laws that they deem unnecessary and uh, un incomprehensible. They can throw out laws, but see, they would not t you know tell you that. They don't want you to learn that. Interesting, huh? There's so much more in this corp corpus juris secundum book that I could read, but obviously, you know, we'd be here forever. But you know the 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 origin and history of a grand jury. The grand jury system is of an ancient common law origin. You need to remember that. And at the time of settlement of this country, the grand jury no longer retained its early function of trying offenders as well as accusing them. A grand jury is not an agency or an arm or an appendage, uh, an appendage of a prosecuting officer or an adjunct of his office. It actually can and must act independently. Again, this is from Corpus Juris Secundum. It must act independently of the prosecuting officer and cannot function at the controlled will of such officer or his assistant or become an instrument of the prosecution. People re need to realize this. So, so back to the, the 10 million plus people that David Crook had misled. If you're not going to be diligent enough to read that affidavit of repudiation and what it actually means and what it actually is doing to you, and you put yourself in a predicament, basically, by separating yourself and being a man or a woman now without a country, technically speaking. If you can't be a watcher on the wall for yourself, how can we expect you to be a watcher on the wall for the majority of people in America at large? Again, this is not to be mean or to be uh, exclusive. But if you, can't even watch your, if you can't even watch your own ass, how can we expect you to watch the asses of others? Impartially unbiased and to be neutral you can't you fail to protect yourself you think we can rely on you on a grand jury to protect the people at large and possibly let a criminal go no i wouldn't trust someone who just kind of does things willy-nilly just because that's what the rest of the crowd is doing oh we're going to take the wide gate because the wide gate's easy my friends there's a reason why in the book of Matthew, it was said that the narrow gate is hard for, you know, very few people. You know, many, many won't go through it, right? Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but the wide gate, many will go through and the, the, the narrow gate, few people will go through because the, the narrow gate's the more challenging gate. That's the road less traveled. That's why we need quality of the people in the assembly and not quantity. Unfortunately, the people 
who became state nationals, which again, is not a, a thing. It's a corporate made thing. Yeah, they could probably go and attend, you know, once we become the power, you know, the governing power of America and the de facto is gone. Sure, they can come and join in on conversations and be in the assembly. Sure. But they won't be able to vote. They won't be able to vote. They won't be able to be able to hold any type of office. They won't be able to participate fully in the republic of a self-governed people. Unless there's something else I might be missing that somebody did not privy me to, but I'm just saying. We have to be the watchers on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. And I think I've talked probably enough extensively about this, but this is a very, very important subject matter with regards to the assembly. We have to read what we are reading, not just sign it without reading. We have to actually read what we are reading, comprehend what we are reading, understand it, comprehend it. Don't just sign something because you're like, oh, I could save money on taxes and not pay taxes. I'm going to become a state national. Okay. That's not how that works. Don't do that. Understand what you're getting into. That's why it took me like three, four months to three, four, five months. I forgot how long specifically took my mom six, but that's why it took me a few months to vet the national assembly. I wasn't just going to get involved for the sake of, Oh, this is great. Other people are doing, so I'm going to do it too. That's how we got in the problems in our country to, you know, that we're in because people decided to be lazy and complacent and just let somebody else do the work. That's not how that works. Do your research, read, investigate. Don't just take somebody else's word for it. That's why I tell you all the time at this podcast, do not take my word for anything. Do your own research, cross-reference, validate yourself. If I get it wrong, I will correct the record, but don't just take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. That includes Destry too. And I respect the man. He's very knowledgeable, but he, you know, he's a man too, subject to the same mistakes all of us are. We all make mistakes. It's up to you, part of the body politic of we the people, to freaking do your own research. Stop taking the word of other people. Do your own damn research. Anyway, let's let's pray. I hope I hope this I hope I, I, and I mean this with true sincerity. I hope this becomes a very educational podcast for folks and entertaining at the same time. And if there's something that maybe I have said that could be incorrect, I'm sure Destry and Paul and there's others out there that will listen to it. And if I got something wrong, they'll they'll text me and say, hey, by the way, you got this incorrect. If that's the case on anything I have spoken about today, yes, I will correct the record. I have no ego and no pride. If I am wrong on something, I will make sure I will... Um, Go go ahead, Nancy, with your question. She was just asking question uh, after prayer, please. She can put it right up here if she wants. But but again, we you know we always have to be diligent, and we always have to, um, we just we we have to be we have to always use discernment too. That's the big thing. Let me let me not forget that we always have to use discernment. Like my wife was saying right here, be your own independent person, 
before you fight for others' independence. You, you absolutely have to. My mom was just saying right here, you got to stay frosty, as they say. Also, um, somebody posted up here. Let me scroll up here. Uh, Rietta was saying, um, where did I see it here? She says, hope the assembly will protest. Oregon did it at Vandersteel's event. They passed out flyers with truth. She said they have a great flyer over on the Oregon General Journal Assembly website, which, by the way, I'm glad she put this up here. Thank you, Rietta. That Oregon General Journal Assembly website is Oregon-General-Journal-Assembly.com. In fact, I'm going to put this up here in my screen right now. Enter. Hold on. Why did this not come up? Stupid. All right. Well, I'll, I'll remember it. Um, yeah, I should go see what kind of uh, flyers they have over there. See if maybe we can, you know, pass some stuff out to the unsuspecting people who are going to dump all their money. Oh, and that's the other thing, folks. That's what I wanted to also say, too. And I've said it before. If they're charging in money, an exorbitant amount of money to change your status, run for the freaking hills. The National Assembly people, okay, the school that is known as the National Assembly, when you assemble your state and a county and a state, when you assemble your state and then counties, no money's asked of you. No money is asked of you. Sure, you can you can donate into the coffers of the, you know, of the treasury. So you know, we can get things like an overhead project, <clears throat> excuse me, overhead projection, um, the published public notices. Okay. Um, but it's not for people to go take and go stay in, you know, luxurious hotels and give speeches while charging $400 a pop. No, that's not what that's for. And that's right. I, I made a point like this uh, previous show, but my mom was saying right here, coastal runner, Jesus didn't charge money for his info. He didn't charge for healing people. He didn't charge for performing miracles. Um, Nancy had a question. Let me read it real quick. Let's see here. She says, I listened in on the Thursday call every, or I listen in on the Thursday call every week. So does Destry have a brother in Michigan that is on those calls? There is someone there that talks about, talks and sounds very like him i'm sure you know whoever oh no that's not his brother i know who you're talking about that's they do sound similar because <laughs> yeah my mom was just saying that must be paul they do sound alike they do sound alike um they don't look alike i could promise you that they don't look alike uh but no it's not as it is it is not his brother <laughs> but um but yes, um, they they do sound alike. I will say that they do sound alike because <laughs> I it's hard. My mom and I talked about this before. It's it's hard when you're listening on the national call to distinct between you know to to distinguish between the two of them. Um, I'm sure as Destry listens to the replay on this, and I'm sure if Paul listens to this, he's they're probably going to both have a good chuckle over it. <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, end this in prayer. Uh, we're gone long enough, and I want to enjoy the rest of my two days off because today is going to be Family Friday. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have some fun today. Yesterday was all about errands and getting pissed off at dentist for trying to charge my wife for doing work she didn't need. 
um, and spending unnecessary money that I don't think we really needed to spend, but we did anyways. And it is what it is, but I can just always make more. It's like my wife's father always says, it's just, I can just do another appraisal because he's an appraiser. He has his own company, own business, I should say. Right. And so he always says, it's just another appraisal. So I'm just going to put it in reference to my profession. Well, it's just another extra day. If I need the money that bad, it's just another extra day. No big deal. So Heavenly Father, first off, thank you for this time together and for giving us the power of the people, for creating us in your image, for making us sovereign. We pray that you guide each and every heart here in America as well as around the world because we have a worldwide base now that's starting to establish and build. And we want to say thank you to all the people in other countries, Belize, France, Iran, Russia, Canada, England, Australia. We want to say thank you for all the people that are around the world listening in on this, getting your word. We ask that you guide our thoughts, our words, our actions. Thank you for the assembly of people. Thank you for what's to come, because what's to come can't be stopped. And that's the we the people, not the military, not some other group. We the people is what's coming. We are your storm. Rietta also says right here, Lord, please continue to grow the assembly. Father, keep the enemy away from what you are doing in this nation. Lord, please heal our nation. We, your people, want you glorified. Please strengthen us to do your will. Please give us your wisdom and discernment. And Lord, many are struggling. Comfort them and help them to put their faith in your perfect will. Thank you, Lord, for your love towards us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, amen. Amen. I like that. And we pray for special intentions, of course. We pray for healing for Destry and special intentions for my wife. Thank you, Nancy, for that. I appreciate that. I'm sure my wife appreciates it. She's listening in because I can hear her upstairs in the kitchen. We should have a, uh, we should, you know what? Hold on. You know what, guys? It's been a while since I've done this. Should we, should we bug the wife? I wonder, should we bug the wife? Let me see. Is my Bluetooth even connected to the thing? Let's, let's see. Let's see what she's doing. Cause she's making an awful lot of noise up there. I want to see what she's doing. Let's see. Is it going to ring? Is it going to ring? Come on. Why do I not hear anything? Hi. Oh, there you are. I had my volume down. That is why. Well, hello. <laughs> Hi. W- what are you doing up there? Making coffee and bread. Go- oh, you're making bread? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sourdough. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she made a couple loaves and sent one to my grandpa over in Wisconsin. Again, the 17th assembled state. And then she sent one to her um uh, biological mother because she's adopted she her biological mother who lives a uh, northern northern central ish michigan um and they absolutely love it 
Um, but anyway, so so you're making bread and you're making coffee. Are you making good coffee for me? Did you make some extra? Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to do some homeschooling when I get done with this podcast, right? We're going to sit down. We're going to do some reading and math with the kid. Yep. I have some lessons planned out. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was telling the people, oh, not, no. not not today, but I was telling her, oh, I was no. telling the people on a different show that I want to have you on to maybe discuss uh, the benefits and the ins and outs of being a full-time mom and what it's like to be a homeschooler and a basically a domestic engineer because that's what you are. Uh, would you be willing to do that maybe one of these days for the people here? Because I'm sure a lot of people actually would be curious. Yeah. You think so? One day. One day? One day, but not today? No, not now. <laughs> You're too busy. She's too busy, folks, making bread, making coffee, and about ready to homeschool. She is a, she is a rock star. Oh, hey, look, Destry Payne's in the chat. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad for you us. To, <laughs> glad for you to join us. Let's see. If it's ten o'clock here, that must mean to see ten to nine to eight to seven to six. So what? That's not that bad for you. So what? It's like six o'clock your time, Mr. Payne. I think. He, he's, he must be still in pain. He, let's see. Hold on. He's chatting right now. He says, yep, about six. Uh, go. You got to pop your, your pain medication. How are you feeling? I hope you're feeling better. We just prayed for you, by the way. So anyway, um, I got so much going on. Like, I'm like listening to so much, so much going on. I hear the pounding upstairs. All right, babe, I'll let you go. I, I didn't mean to bug you, but you know, I can't, I can't let a podcast go without having a bug the wife segment. Is there anything fun you want to tell the people? No, I've got nothing. Come on, you always are filled with something. <laughs> I've got nothing. Were you were you ticked off when you found out that? Well, I mean, you probably weren't because then you probably realized. Well, great, I don't have to get my teeth drilled into. But I, I'm I'm sure you're glad you got that second opinion by the uh, by the dentist, yeah. huh? Yeah. No, I knew. I knew my gut that I didn't have him. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here here is a question. So, what are you doing? So, when you got that news from the bad dentist, okay, that tried to fill his pockets, okay, that crook. Um, <laughs> I'm so bitter, people. You can you tell? So you so my wife ordered something. I forgot what it's called. What's that stuff called that you use? I don't. I can't remember if you put it in your toothpaste. What was that stuff that kind of helps build up your enamel? The uh, there's two different things. So Haven and I now use a powdered mineral toothpaste, which remineralizes teeth, which if you have a small cavity, can get rid of it. Um, it's fluoride-free. It's hydro, I have no idea how to say that. It's oxidized. Okay. That's our toothpaste. And then we also have a tooth and gum support, which is um, also oxidized. It is a gel that you rub on your cavities and gums. Oh, okay. And and that and 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 the dentist that you saw yesterday though, um, he he was telling you that all the things that you're doing is is really helping because he said your teeth are actually in excellent excellent shape. Yeah, he actually recommended uh different products to me and I was already using all of them. Yeah, so there you have it, guys. Look, I don't mean to make the end of ending of the show about my wife's oral care, but uh, it is it is pretty important though. Because again, back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show about being your own advocate. Advocate. My wife is not only a great bread maker and great, beautiful, awesome wife and great homeschooler and mother. She is a very thorough researcher and people don't give her enough credit um, for, for her research. She, she does an outstanding job for, for digging in. 
and the products, like she just said, that he recommended to her. And again, he's a holistic dentist. Um, she's already been using. So there you go. Good job, babe. You are awesome on like 30,000 levels. You win, you win at life. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go. I will stop bugging you. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Um, my wife is a rock star. She's awesome. It's amazing. You know why she's a rock star? Because she has to put up with my nonsense. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, but um, I'm just reading the chat a little bit. Now we're just having a little bit of fun. But uh, Rietta was saying, yeah, we are looking forward to seeing your new smile, Destry. Maybe you could post it on Telegram, Katie. Um, yeah, if we get if I get permission from Destry, if he has a specific picture, I don't want to just post any old picture because I know how that can be. If there's a picture that he feels comfortable, that he allows me, because he's not on Telegram, I can post it if he chooses. It's up to him. But I will say he did he did send some uh, pictures to me, and they look good. Now they're temporary, I think, right, Destry? They're temporary until the healing is done, and then you get your permanence in October, I believe, if I recall correctly. Um, but he was saying that the ones that are in his mouth now, they were uh, 3D printed. I mean, they look great. They don't even, I mean, they don't even, I mean, it. yeah, it's like, wow. So, yeah, he's got to wear the temps for three to six months until the healing is done. Uh, they look amazing. And, uh, you know, and, and so he was saying, he goes, it's kind of weird now. He has, you know, he has to learn how to talk now. He says, now, he says, now, uh, this is what he said in the chat. He goes, now I can do a bunch of interviews and bit new videos uh, as soon as I relearn to talk. Um, if I recall correctly, he was saying it almost feels like, you know, um, having a Tootsie Roll, you know, those long Tootsie Rolls? He goes, it feels like that. You have a Tootsie Roll in the upper part of your mouth and a, and a Tootsie Roll wrapped around the bottom part of your mouth. He goes, and you got to like learn to talk now with those, what is normal to us, but to him now kind of an obstruction to his normal speech patterns, right? If I'm understanding that correctly. So, you know, now he's got to kind of, you know, re regain and relearn um, different muscle memory in his tongue and how he speaks. So I'm happy for him. I think that's awesome. Um, Rietta says, Jason, if you can have Katie post the oral care products on Telegram. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually um, a good, a good request. Um, hey, uh, babe, secretary, babe, lady, love, wife. <laughs> oh, I, I hear the dryer turning on. She's in the laundry room now. Um, if we can, let's post the oral care products on Telegram. Uh, Rietta was requesting it. And uh, she says, yes, I'll share it. Cool. All right, guys, uh, we'll close this out and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Because, again, tomorrow's Saturday. No podcast Saturday. Tomorrow's Daddy Daughter Dance Day. And uh, we will see you back here on Sunday. And remember, here at His Hardline, we are firm. We are steadfast. We are uncompromising, meaning we do not bow down to evil. We hold that line. Okay, we we hold that line. And remember the power of the people. We hold more power in a grand jury than the president, military, and Congress combined. Okay? Remember who you are and where you come from. Who are we? Again, who are we? We're God's people. Where do we come from? God. Not government. We come from God. We are subject to God, not government. Government subject to us. That's why they are citizens. They are subject to to we the people so there you go 
God bless, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back here on Sunday. I'm going to play the outro, and then I'll play that good Charlotte song again. Because, again, you got to look up the lyrics. Look up that lyric, those lyrics. If you weren't listening earlier, look up to the, you know, the lyrics, The Life of the Rich and Famous. But I'm going to play the outro, and then we're going to play Good Charlotte, The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Again, very fitting for this show. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's right. Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Don't be rude. You are fake news. Go ahead. Let's say China. We have losers. So I'm going to leave now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 I'm out of here. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay? Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for coming. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Go have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bing. Bing. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye to Iowa. Bye-bye. And to other places. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, folks. Bye-bye, folks. That's it. Bye-bye. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. We're finished. We're finished. Goodbye, everybody. And that's the end. And everyone says, oh, that was fine.
state your name for the record? Chadwick Merriweather Hardy. The third. Can I get back to you with that? Look at the way they dress. They have a horrible fashion sense. Isn't it true that the accused treated you like a dog? Mr. Foreman, has the jury reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. We find the defendants. guys lifestyles of the rich and famous go look up those lyrics and you'll understand why i played it and this is why i think punk rock is now dead we need to resurrect punk rock i hope you all have a great weekend we'll see you back here on sunday god bless ladies and gentlemen 